Joining me for Let's Talk About Sex on its new home on a Monday morning is Tanya Coons. Welcome, Tanya. Hey, Bridie. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Now, people from Tuesday, who listen on Tuesday regularly might know you as our resident pleasure activist and relationships counsellor. You work at Surrey Hills Therapy and you have worlds and worlds of experience <laughs> in all things love, romance, sex. And today we're talking about taboo crushes. So if you've ever had a crush on someone that's considered to be off limits, maybe your friend's partner or your boss or someone you work with, we want to find out today why the heart wants what it knows it shouldn't have and what happens when we pursue these feelings versus bottling them in and uh, just dealing with it. Absolutely. So, and call in and tell us too. I'm yes. always interested in people's crushes. We've had a very brave Jade on the text line saying, <laughs> confession of a tragic, I spent $3,000 on a year's worth of unnecessary osteopathic <laughs> treatments to be with her crush. Oh, how I, gorgeous. I have had, um, oh, I hope they're not listening, I've had... Um, crushes on therapists before and I've talked to a girlfriend and she says it's the same because you've got that um, connection going already but that's really true I've experienced that coming at me it's called transference it's transference and counter-transference so if um, you're you're developing feelings for your therapist that's you transferring feelings about what you're processing onto them the therapist can also maybe have a crush on you and that's counter-transference so it's a thing well Tani you are a a relationships therapist have you ever had a taboo crush on someone oh my lord When, when I was thinking about this topic I think I've had all of the crushes on all of the people yeah so, yes, it, come, it springs back to mind uh, back in the days when I was a marketing manager. There was a call centre guy and, um, yeah, we had we had quite a lot of fun. We did act on it. Um, both of us thought each other was 29 at the time. Turns out he was 23 and I was 39. So. <laughs> but this one actually developed into a relationship. It did. It did. And there was, you know, there was some people who were very like, yeah, why not? You know, you're both having fun and you know what you're doing. And other people who were like, well, that's, you know, it's work and it's a bit inappropriate. And I had a level of seniority in the in the company, but we were in different departments. It wasn't a direct report. I think that would definitely have made me feel a bit uncomfortable. So having a crush on someone you work with, it can definitely make it more fun to go to work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it can, I guess, become problematic if you know, there is, if they're your boss or you're their boss. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there is the power differential, even though it might sort of seem hot, you know, I think we're a bit blinded when we have a crush, you know, we get little blinkers up and all we see is how wonderful they are. We don't see that they're annoying and that they, they may have a partner or they may have responsibilities or all sorts of things. So it's the, it's up to the person with the power who holds the power position to really be aware of what power they hold. And there's the old saying, don't fish off the pier as well, as in don't shit where you eat. Oh, yeah, that's that's in the <laughs> nest. Yeah. What's, what's mine? Fuck outside the square you live in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Except so, that one time. <laughs> so, so proximity, I guess, is something that sort of fosters these crushes. If people are in your peripherals, chances yeah. are you're going to see them more often and you're going to you, you may develop a crush. And I guess another place that this can happen that can be a problem is if you're in a share house. And that's yeah. a rule, no dating within share houses. I've broken that rule, unfortunately. Um, I've broken that one too and yeah. wound up marrying that person. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to have done all the crush things yeah. now that we talk about it. My, my, my cousin actually has just married someone that she met in a share house. But yeah. I guess, again, you don't want to be, you know... It just becomes an issue. I do. I remember one of our housemates saying, well, we really shouldn't date people. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got a crush on one person. But 
the other one twigged and told them and blew it all up. So it's quite interesting. And I think everybody worries that it's going to ruin the dynamics, but I don't know. I think a lot of people proceed with these things. I've met a lot of people through my work who've had uh, crushes that they've acted on and, and they've been worried, you know, what are the ramifications? But they've actually had good long-term relationships and yet people have been hurt, like especially if it's best friends, things like that. That's, you know, that's not going to go well if you run off with your best friend's partner. Is the reason that these relationships or these crushes are so tempting because there are ramifications, because the stakes are high. Um, That's really interesting. Uh, There's a guy called Jack Moran who's written a book called The Erotic Mind, and he talks about core erotic themes. So he has a little formula, like attractiveness plus obstacles equals uh, lust, right? So uh, he talks about taboo. One of his four core erotic themes is taboo, and it's the naughtiness factor that can really make that hot for people so even though you're sort of wrestling with it in your head oh I shouldn't do this maybe I should or shouldn't it's that naughtiness factor that can put your foot down on the accelerator and make it so illicit what about you have you ever had a taboo crush on someone that you couldn't make a move on for whatever reason text in and let me know tell as well. us tell us Tanya Kuhn <laughs> is my guest she's our resident relationships counsellor and pleasure activist the text line is 0409 945 945 Tanya what does it mean if I keep getting crushes on people I can't be with there's an op- there's I'm always having a crush on someone there's an obstacle there yeah so well it might be your core erotic theme that unavailability or pining for somebody. Pining. I'm a very good piner. I can put people up on a pedestal and be like, oh, they're so great. Um, it, uh, sometimes people get crushes on folks who are nice to us, you know, like it's a response if you're not sort of feeling that people in your life are caring for you. And then somebody comes along and is really lovely to you. Um, it can be mistaken for or you can just develop romantic feelings towards them. But often people get crushes on those who are unavailable where they may have had one or both of their parents be either physically or emotionally unavailable. So it's a familiar feeling to them to long for or want to be with someone. And they're they're not often aware of it. Like I've had friends who can smell an airline ticket from a mile away. What does that mean? They they know when somebody's leaving the country and they're like, oh, look at this person, I've got a huge crush on them. (laughs) I see, I see. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about this. We're talking about taboo crushes today on Let's Talk About Sex and... Your mornings, FBI 94.5. Let's go to this song, Tough Skin, and when we come back, we'll get a little bit deeper into it. Language warning. A young mango with Tough Skin. You're listening to Mornings, uh, FBI 94.5. I'm joined by Tanya Kuhn, so let's talk about sex. Teachers, parents, best friends' parents, I mean. (laughs) Um, Your best friends. People you shouldn't have a crush on, but sometimes you don't have a choice in the matter. That's what we're talking about today. And if you've had a taboo crush, we want to hear from you. 0409 945 945. Before the song, we were talking about people's unavailability being a core erotic theme. And that can have to do with how your parents were, how available your parents were to you. Yeah. Like if people uh, have abandonment in their psychology, it can often be that they want people to like them or they're attracted. That feels comfortable and familiar if they have had parents that are absent in any way. So a lot of people will be attracted to folks that are emotionally unavailable if that's been their family background, for example. And I guess that might make it a stronger crush it's harder to ignore, I suppose. Well, 
I think sometimes people don't understand why it is. Why am I always attracted to people who are married or people who are leaving the country or that sort of stuff? So it's about taking if it's a consist if you're a serial crusher, um, I think or serial inappropriate crusher, it'd be a good idea to sit down and have a look and be like, hmm, I sense a pattern here. I wonder what this is about. You know, and this is a good time for therapy. Yes. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more about the um, how to get over these crushes or, or what yeah. to do with all these feelings because they can be quite intense. Yeah. And it's not always an option to talk to people about it because of the taboo nature of the crush. Yeah, that that's really true. Um, yes. So we've still got a little bit on core erotic theme that I wanted to yeah, make sure we yeah. popped in. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, so on the core erotic theme, if you have longing plus the naughtiness factor, that's going to make things pretty exciting, right? So that's that explains a little bit about why sometimes we our head knows, hey, wait a second, I don't really want to go there, but it's really hard not to because you've got this sort of pining part of it, um, plus the naughtiness, right? So if you grew up in a sexually restrictive environment, you're almost certain to discover the erotic potent- potential of breaking the rules, Right, mm. I think that's really amazing because lots of, I meet lots of clients and they've grown up in households where we don't talk about sex and it's not okay and they're, they're shamed and told that it's dirty. So it it stands to reason that it's going to go into our shadow side and pop up in sexual fantasies. So sometimes it's a lot hotter pining for someone and lusting after them than it is to actually catch them. Right, you can live this lovely fantasy world. Your brain's got somewhere nice to go on holidays when you're just bored for daydreaming purposes yeah. only. <laughs> so feeling naughty, dirty, guilty, or afraid—they're reasons that could help you restrain you from experimenting. But on other occasions, those are the feelings that may just as well add an extra charge into the activities and make you want to get into it. Okay, so if you are a serial taboo crusher, maybe taking a look at your childhood and asking where my parents emotionally unavailable yeah, or was or sexually sex, restricted sex really yeah yeah really taboo and that's why I'm getting so much excitement from the the feeling of can't have it yeah can't have it's always better yes <laughs> let's uh let's look at some of these taboo crushes teachers they seem oh, to be a big one that always come up they are and you know it depends what kind of teacher teachers do hold a lot of power especially in high school and I I I don't know, but I would say that nearly everybody has had a crush on one of their high school teachers. We've had someone text in from Coogee. Yes, finally someone has said this. I have had a crush on my DJ teacher. I feel like whenever I admire someone or appreciate their ability, I have a crush on them, especially when I appreciate their music. I can really understand that. So it's like an admiration crush. So you start off thinking, wow, what a talented human, and then your brain starts going, oh, and they're a little bit cute too, and things start to unfold in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one, uh, Sarah from Wentworth Falls, saying, I seem to get crushes on people's voices. I realised it when listening to the radio a long time ago. It was an FBI presenter. Oh. But I've since realised it doesn't matter if the person is in front of me or uh, standing there with a face, a body and a mind, I can still get a crush on their voice. I wow. think it's pretty funny. But it does make <laughs> me feel really good. Uh, well, Sarah, I wonder if she likes people whispering into her ears or things like that. Now, Tanya, I've been under the impression we need to suppress these crushes down and never (laughs) act on them. Can crushes be a good thing, a useful thing? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Well, we're talking about taboo crushes. Like there are crushes that that 
might inspire you to act on things. Yeah. And as I mentioned before the break, I meet a lot of people who come and see me because they're agonizing over having a crush and they know the crush is reciprocated, but it's maybe with their their best friend's partner or, or someone else who's partnered or married or things like that where there's societal no-nos. Uh, you know, people are going to frown on that and have opinions. Yes, but but some, some taboo crushes might only be taboo in your own mind, like an age difference, for example. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we talked about this before when we did a, an age segment that I, I use the creepiness factor, which is half of your age plus seven years, gives you the sort of range of where you want to be. But some people are really happy dating people 20 years their senior or junior. Um, yeah, it's so, and, and things can work out. So what's going to happen if you act on these feelings with uh, your taboo crush? Say that they're in a relationship or you're in a relationship. Is it a good idea to tell them? Is it a good idea to tell your partner? Well, that depends on the kind of relationship you have and the kind of partner you have, mm. right? So if you have an open relationship, well, that's fine. People can talk about that and find it okay and negotiate how that can work. Um, a lot of couples like to pervert people together and be like, Whoa, aren't they cute? And have a little bit of banter about that. So That can I think, let off a bit of steam. It can, it can. And it can be like, oh, my God, I think I've got a crush on my boss and talk about it at home very openly. That can It can also take the tension out of it a little bit because it's like, well, yeah, you really don't want to go and shit in your nest, so to speak, you know. <laughs> and we've got to watch because, like, if you have a crush on your boss, there's a number of things. If you're thinking about acting on that, um, what's the power differential? Is your boss married? Are you married? Do you have a partner? What would your work colleagues say if they got wind of it? What are the work rules? Because some workplaces have no dating rules. You've really there's there's a lot of things to think through along with well, what everybody else think, which I'm always less worried about that. That tends to be an anxious thought. But there are cases where people like to have societal opinions. So the the 20 years older thing people will have opinions whether you like them or not so you need to know you're going to come into that and if you want to know more about age difference in relationships you can listen back to the podcast let's talk about sex on mornings i'm going to go to a quick track now and if you have any questions for our relationships counselor tanya coons (laughs) please get in touch 0409 945 945 we're talking about taboo crushes on fbi (laughs) 94.5 Rody, the new single from Full Flower Moon Band. This is Let's Talk About Sex on Mornings. Bridie Tanner is my name. Joining me is Tanya Coons. And we're talking about taboo crushes now. Someone has texted in and saying, what about if you're 16 and you have a crush on someone a little bit older? Tanya, do you want to field that one? Oh, that's an interesting question because a little bit older is a big thing. Um, if, yeah. if it's because I talk and work with people who work at the Department of Family Services and things like that who are worried um, when underage people see people with a big age difference. So if you're 16 and you have a crush on someone who's 18, people are less worried. That's about right. But if you're 16 and you're having a crush on or wanting to date people who are 25, there's there's a big age difference there in, in terms of life and experience. And I often say, you know, I think that women under 25 can often find it very difficult to say no and get into situations where they can assert their boundaries. I'm not making a blanket statement here. I'm just saying it's life experience. Mm. Um, So I think we need to try and sort of match and get ourselves as well educated as possible. Sometimes the deliciousness of the crush is where it needs to stay. Yeah, absolutely. And that's... uh, 
almost about all we've got time for today. Is there anything hotter than a creative musician on stage? Oh, Crush time. That's from William and Young. Totally, totally. I think every time I go and see a band, I have a, a crush on at least one person on the stage. Yeah. I think we should. It's we normal. Can, yeah. I think we can come back to Dan Savage because he says, no matter what type of relationship you're in, you're going to want to fuck other people, right? So it depends if how you're going to handle that. Is telling your partner the right thing? Like, are you going to tell them because you can't hold that crush? And think about the consequences of that. Would your partner be okay to hear about that or would they suddenly get jealous or envious or upset with you? You know, because some people feel like even thinking about someone else is a betrayal. So have a think about whether your partner could field such a question. They might laugh and go, aren't you funny? Ha <laughs> ha. And you can sort of dispel it. But other times it might be like, I'm just going to have the crush and I know that time will be my friend and maybe another shiny new thing will come along uh, and maybe it'll just pass. So it's it's probably if you've got the sort of partner who's not going to um, feel very good about hearing that sort of thing, it's probably yeah. your Take cross care. to bear. Yeah, talk to a friend, Yeah, you know, <laughs> a, a good friend who can keep a confidant. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk About Sex, Tanya Coons. My pleasure. Tanya Coons is from Surrey Hills Therapy, which you can find online, and we'll put a link up on the program page as well. And she is a, a sexologist, relationships counsellor, and body worker as well, and a, and a pleasure activist, we pleasure like to activist. say, on this show. She's going to be back next fortnight for Awkward August, talking about awkward things that can happen in the bedroom. <laughs> Looking forward to that one.